0: we're back finally what we're back from well i mean guess i i guess i should say we're back too because you know you guys got a little taste of what our future studio is going to look like so unfortunately we're sad that we couldn't continue to give you guys more experience more experience from there but don't worry people it is a work in progress and we'll be in there when we can before they know because you know you're right because these things take time so i guess the first thing i should say is happy august we're now in what the sixth month of Quarantine of this uh, terrible whatever that whatever yeah whatever the hell we're still in like wow I do I, I I didn't quite know how 2020 was gonna be but for it to like kick off like what hopefully will not be an entire decade of misery and despair like I don't know dude nah, man, but you hey that's have not- it. But that's what we're here to talk. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're we're the fun podcast. We're we're, we're the turn your brain off and have fun podcast. We're the the talking TV podcast, as that logo says. One of these days, I will figure out these goddamn camera directions on StreamYard. But people, once again, I'm the movie nerd. That's the TV nerd. And if you're wondering why I'm wearing a shirt with a shark logo, a shark wrestling in a coconut bowl, I thought it would be a pretty good representation (laughs) for where I was this past weekend. And why does like everything seem to be like dead for my end? Is because I was having a very much needed vacation. Uh that's, that that that's a thing that people talk about on podcasts, right, Chris? When they go on vacation,
1: well, actually they do, uh, and their audiences wow. ca- like. Uh, there's this person who I'm a fan of who I won't uh, say who it is because even though he's pretty neutral he still gets political so i just don't want anyone to know where i stand on anything in that realm but he just got back from vacation and it was really interesting to hear him talk about it especially yeah, considering well, vacation during corona so dumb. why right. don't you tell us how you were safe uh, and i'm not gonna go your okay vacation? first of all
0: <laughs> i know why you're trying to bait me here and i'm not gonna fall for it because i don't need because i'm not one of those people that needs to divulge his entire personal life for the internet to hear i'll leave that a mystery but all i'll say is <laughs> i i went to vacation to a to a to a to what i will call my resting place mm. it was great i saw a lot of people i drank a lot of alcohol and i just enjoyed myself overall like now the goal the goal of these pa- i even stayed an extra day too which was the best part i was supposed to be back last night i didn't come back until tonight which is monday for the time of this recording that's all i'm gonna say there I had yeah. a great time, I really enjoyed myself, saw some good people, and I got some much needed relaxation.
1: That's the, the way it should be. Glad to hear Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Glad to hear it. So, and we're glad to have Chris, you back. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Uh, Chris, well, how, how was your weekend? It's pretty good. I, uh, I made some graphics for an upcoming show on our channel. Nice. Hint, hint, nice. nudge, nudge, expect something in the next few weeks. I did a four and a half hour watch along. Yeah, um, you told me Th- this kid was
0: texting me throughout this whole thing, and I was like, "Jesus oh Christ!" God. I didn't know it was possible to have that long of a discussion about a Mission Impossible movie. Like, I know those movies are long, but like,
1: God damn. Yeah, I I um I made it a point not to speak much after hour three minute forty five because I knew my brain had gone to mush. But it was a good time. So I didn't want to leave. Like, Flix was totally like, yo, back out whenever you want to back out. Like, no one's keeping you here. But, also, you know, no one left because we all had a blast. We just yeah. did not think it would go four and no, a half four hours. Four and a
0: half hours. Like, I, I thought our Inception
1: watch-along went on way too yeah, long. But, yeah, yeah. And we, and we were barely speaking for that one. And I guess if you guys want to, for whatever reason, watch that. I mean, go support Flix. But, like, if you really feel the need to torture yourself <laughs> for four and a half hours, it's on Flix Talk YouTube channel. Back up.
0: Back up there. First of all, first of all I think you're already doing a disservice to David. His name is David, not Flix. And second of all, well, he goes by Flix on YouTube, that, man.
1: Got, yeah, gotta this help is the homie get his But that—that's that,
0: that, that, why you say his subscribe name after his real name because they are still people first and so foremost. So who am I
1: talking about, Dom?
0: Uh, oh, David
1: of Flix Talk. All right, cool. We have done our yeah, job. Yeah, that,
0: that's that's how that goes. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, and I'm sure that you guys were a blast to watch because again, we don't watch you don't watch those videos for like just like boring people watching a movie. You watch them to hear their colorful, dynamic, and
1: and, and talking throughout. That's and right. I'm sure that it was exactly that. And A little hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Every single person on that panel was an absolute delight and pleasure to meet. And there's going to be a lot of new faces on our channel coming soon. Yes. So it was all yes, in all, there a great are, night. including something to pay
0: attention to this coming Friday. People, a watch along oh, that I have yes. been very long. they very- waiting for a while. Oh, that that's another story that goes back to our Duchess days. That watch along. It
1: is. Dom. What are we watching this Friday night here on the channel?
0: This Friday night, we are watching Watchmen, people, the 11th anniversary. Quite not really. I don't know. We kind of left anniversaries behind one. shot of the dead came out. Yeah. Um, it will be, will be, and will, just to specify because there are three different cuts in this movie we will be watching the three hour long director's cut not the three and a half hour long ultimate cut and certainly not the two hour 45 minute long theatrical cut so that's the three hour long director's cut make sure that for all of those who want to tune in and watch with us make sure that that is the cut that you guys are watching because if you watch any of the other cuts you'll either be there for way longer than you need to be or just be very confused by the amount of scenes that we're talking about that are not in that cut and but, uh, when are we going to uh, be
1: live so people know we are going to be
0: live this coming Friday so two days after this podcast goes up so this podcast will be up on wednesday the 5th so that recording will be the following the two two days after that friday the 7th august 7th at 9 p.m sharp it's gonna be a fun time people and it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of talking going on throughout that one rightfully so because
1: we'll be joined by all new faces uh aj reacts to jaron talks movies and the dudes over at levels of the geeks and it's going to be a blast, man. It's going to be a good but time. It's going to be a good time, to say the least. I'm really looking today, forward to it. Today, we're not talking about new faces, though. Yeah, I
0: was about to say. We, we we actually we actually did a lot of, like, pre-prep for that. I was actually impressed. I'm like, wow, we're, that shows we're actually doing stuff. I'm kind of impressed. Usually just, like, us BSing back and forth. But, yeah. no. Today, <laughs> we've actually got another topic of conversation that is very near and dear to my heart. It's funny, because when I saw the trailer for this thing that we're talking about today, I was like, wait, they're doing another one? I'm like, I, I, I already got the perfect version of this animated version of this with prime like why do i need another one and then i looked at it, i'm like oh wait a minute this is this is something new this is something different mm-hmm. so before we dive into our topic chris i actually did want to ask you real quick This is kind of like kind of breaking through the barrier of how we usually do this but i wanted to ask you what's your personal history with the transformers franchise as far as that goes and that's another franchise that i've got a very long and rich and interesting history historical connection with
1: yeah, uh, me as well. I watched every single episode of Beast Wars when I was a little kid as it aired because I was like five and alert and, and understood what was going on there and it was brilliant. I loved it. Rewatched it when I was in high school. Still just as brilliant. It holds I, um, up. It, that show holds up, let me tell let me you. see if I can show you. I actually... Will it, will it reach? I have an original Transformers box set VHS up there. Yeah, right I've seen to, that a couple times yeah, at your place. Right yeah. next to Star Wars and I love those original cartoons so much. they uh, They're incredible. I went and saw my only drive in movie was the first Transformers movie with Megan Fox and That's your only drive in movie? That's my only drive in movie. I thought it was an awful really? experience. The screen looked terrible. Um, it was okay. it was buggy and it was awful and I never wanted to go again. But Okay. I have a lot of memories with the Transformers and I used to play with the action figures when I was a wee little yeah, me lad. me too. So. Oh, I was so pissed. I love dude, the Transformers, dude, I, I, man. A couple years ago, I was so sad
0: because I bought, I finally got myself a collection. I had always been into the Transformers toys when I was a little kid. The problem is my brothers always got the cooler Transformers than I did, so I would always have to steal the Transformers. And so I finally got an awesome collection a couple years ago, finally, to call my own. And then I had to sell them all in one summer just so I could have money. <laughs> and it sucked. It, oh, man. A, a small piece How much of did you make, died. Roughly. I have to do that. Do you know ah. That? Roughly two hundred bucks. I I made a decent amount. They they Damn. sold like crazy. That's like, Transformers is that sells, It is. They are. It is. They are. They are high quality stuff. So, needless to say, I think that a lot of the fans of this franchise have had a very. Rocky back and forth relationship with it just needless to say because this is another franchise that we have been inundated with with our pop culture It kind of takes I would say like a kind of along the cult status like I would say along your Ninja Turtles and your Power Rangers It's not quite the same as like Pokemon and Bakugan because it's funny because up until now it never really broached into the anime territory It was always strictly like American animation, but if there's one thing that I've learned it's that when it comes to properties like this, like The Love Does Not Die over the years, especially now with the internet, it has only gotten stronger. And obviously it had a long history with cartoons throughout the 80s and 90s before it got the live action treatment with the Michael Bay with the first Michael Bay movie in 2007. That movie series went off and did its own thing, needless to say. But the cartoons were still going strong. You had uh, after the Michael Bay movie, you had a, a short run on Cartoon Network with this tra- the series that was called Transformers Animated, and then shortly after that, you had another run for what is probably my favorite Transformers animated show, which is Transformers Prime on the Hub. If nobody on here has checked it out, you should absolutely check it out. I've never it heard of seems that. To hit, What's the year? On it, it? it hits the perp. Uh, it hits the perfect mix between kid-friendly but also surprisingly mature and it kind of has like a little bit of a Clone Wars feel to it while also being able to dive really deep into the Transformers lore. It's really awesome. So, What's the
1: year on that show? I'm curious. I must have missed it. 2010 to
0: 2013 was when it ran. Oh,
1: yeah. The hub was that, that.
0: the hub was kind of like that off-brand, like off-channel, like like, like offshoot of Cartoon Network but the problem is nobody watching the shows. I think that was what the the My (laughs) Little Pony reboot that everyone's obsessed with.
1: Oh, yeah. Weirdly
0: enough, runs on. They had a G.I. Joe show that ran on there for a season, they had a couple good shows, yeah, but Transformers sure. Prime to me, I was like, "Whoa, this this is good!" And it's so funny because Transformers is a franchise that, even through all the muck that we've had to sit through, I've never stopped enjoying it because it's one thing where I'm like, "Okay, it's just an inherently awesome friend, awesome idea." You know, these alien robots from a dying world that fought in this gigantic civil war that literally fractured their species in half now have to like come to Earth and fight. And the thing is, is that, and continue the fight, and they can transform into, like, cars and trucks. Again, it, 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 it's, it's one of those ideas that, to me, works in, like, any different kind of a medium. Like, you can make it just for kids, you can make it for adults, you know, it's and it's really, but for the most part, it's always pretty much stayed as a kid franchise. Even though, again, with all the problems that those Michael Bay movies have, and oh man, they have a lot of problems. At the very least, those movies kind of, sort of, showed that they could be for adults. I I get it. That's that's putting it very, very mildly because th- those movies are such a beast in and of itself. But it kind of—I feel like those movies kind of helped open the door and show that there was more. Again, punch me in the face for this quote, but show that there was more to this franchise than meets the eye. Yeah, I went there. Love it. I don't care. I, I went it. there. So, but, that but princess, hey, real hopefully, quick, the, the Michael Bay yeah.
1: films made money, though, right? Like they were They successful. made a
0: lot of fucking money. They made a lot Maybe of fucking money. Those up, movies made more money than they probably should have ever deserved
1: yeah. to. And I'm going to rewatch those for the podcast. I'm putting them yeah, out there on public record. I got you. Look, this look point. all I know is, is that everyone's got their one Guilty Pleasure
0: franchise. I still defend The Fast and the Furious, even though I understand why people don't like it. But The Transformers to me is the one, I would officially say, bad movie franchise that I will <laughs> defend till the day I die. I'm like, look, oh, that man. motherfucking first movie came out when I was 10 years old. It hit me at the perfect age. Wow, I man. saw it twice in theaters. I was like, I I was suckered in with that franchise for a minute.
1: I remember. That's why I rewatched Beast Wars because it came out when I was 14, freshman in high school, and I was like, oh, wow. That was pretty cool. I I liked the first movie.
0: That was the summer between fifth and sixth grade
1: for me. Yeah, I just hated my driving experience, but I liked the movie. It got me to go back and watch some Beast Wars. So, dumb. But speaking of Transformers animated... (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that brings us into the topic of conversation Look, like I said it's, we, we've had a long history with, with, with the Transformers franchise people and we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it on this show so that brings us into this past weekend Netflix did another thing that factors into their notorious fucking just content dropping it's like okay here's this thing watch it like 10 minutes and wait for the next thing later on Netflix I'm officially cons- considering declaring words Fuck, declaring war <laughs> on you until you start to give me actually some good goddamn content That actually lasts for longer than a minute in people's minds. Yeah. Then this war will be over. But until that day. Until that day. But so, this is the latest piece of content that they dropped. It's Transformers. um, War for Cybertron. Trilogy. Chapter 1. Siege. There are like 17 words in this title. And it makes it really confusing. But so... Chris, just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory, because I was just just confused. I remember seeing this trailer come out a couple of weeks ago, and I was really confused. I'm like, they're doing another one? I mean, cool, Netflix is doing an animated Transformers show. I'm down for it. The animation looks Awesome. I didn't recognize any of the voiceover talent. I'm like, okay, so they're really going for, like, a new, fresh approach. Like, because usually Transformers is a franchise that's been known for recycling a lot of the voice actors. Uh, you know, like Peter Cullen, obviously famously known for portraying Optimus Prime in the original Transformers G1 series in the 80s. Came back to voice him for all the movies and a lot of the other current material. Like, he also voiced him in the Prime series, you know, kind of, like, made him iconic. But so, hmm. I didn't know. That. as far as I know, I do know that. So, there was this, you're familiar with Machinima, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Machinima, the YouTube company, they were releasing a lot of Transformers shorts, like these one to two minute shorts on YouTube that were part of this, um, what's it called? That were part of this franchise called the Prime Wars Trilogy. But so Machinima closed in February of 2019. And then after that, Hasbro's production studio, Hasbro being the toy company that makes them, their production studio, AllSpark, announced that they were teaming up with Netflix in order to craft a War for Cybertron trilogy that would be loosely based on the popular video game franchise, although not necessarily. And so they said that they would be releasing it in increments, and this past weekend, they released the first chapter, that being the first six episodes, however you want to declare it which was called siege which details a new alternative history on the on the last couple of days of the war for cybertron as the as the autobots are fighting a very very losing battle and discover that megatron has now discovered the location of the allspark and of course events play out that they have to reactivate the Ark and escape from cybertron and the space bridge and a whole lot of stuff it's very basic yeah if you're a fan pretty. of transformers you're gonna you're gonna recognize a lot of the stuff that happens but yeah that just as the basic setup chris
1: i mean you watched it i watched it what are your thoughts on this well before I jump into my thoughts, Machinima is. Uh, I have a little funny history with Machinima. I was. I loved Halo. I think that they're the storytelling in that video game is, is unrivaled. It's it's probably my favorite video game series of all time. And so they did a YouTube short series that actually got them going and got them started called Red vs. Blue, which is like a little uh, one of the first YouTube like overdubbing like type of shows. And so it's so funny to see how like. That gave them their wings, and then they went on and they partnered with, like, I think Rooster Teeth was a part of this animation yeah, yeah, that we watched. Did. And I think Rooster yep. Teeth is a very underrated visual.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I got to check and see what they've done before, but if their work is anything like this, I'm like, oh man, I want before. more of that. I've
1: seen them before and I've been impressed. So once I saw that, I was like, okay, we're in good hands, you know? So that's kind of what I associated yeah. with. And and while we're speaking about video games, last little bit, I played a lot of Transformers video games when I was a little kid. Too. Yeah, I haven't gotten so. a chance
0: to play any, but every single one that I've heard, like that War for Cybertron video yeah. game, I'm like, oh, that yeah. looks- Looks awesome. That's I one, all i watch all the movies that they've done mm-hmm. that they put out on YouTube. I'm like, oh, this shit is fucking awesome.
1: It was awesome. a good game. So, yeah, I I read a comic run of Transformers that was essentially this, what we watched. The only okay. caveat, and I've been I, trying to look it up and find out what it was. This was years ago. I couldn't find out what the comic was, so I'll retcon this at a later date when we do our Transformers Michael Bay episode. I'll be like, hey, remember that, guys? I didn't know. So I'll get, I'll get back to you on that, but the only caveat was that Bumblebee wasn't even in the comic so that was a new element to me but i like being on cybertron i think the part where transformers get annoying to me is when they have to tiptoe around the humans i just think it makes that's when a lot of the dumb comedy that people don't like comes. it makes them just less badass because they're like so worried about like you know, rightfully so, yeah, they're it, good it, guys.
0: It, it, it factors It factors into the whole element to me of what like made the Transformers less interesting is the idea of because you had to have them inherently be this kid's property, you would have to have them come to Earth and you had to have them interact with the human characters and the human characters were always terrible. You know, I think the only time that I actually, I think the only time that I watched a Transformers property where I actually liked the human characters was Ironically enough, in Transformers Prime, but again, that's a discussion for a later date. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's funny because the whole thing is that, like, it, it, that's one of the biggest problems with the Michael Bay movies is that, like, for a franchise called Transformers, why are they background? Why are they background players? But that's not an issue that's exclusive to the Michael Bay movies. That's been a problem for me with Transformers since time of a Memor- since time of Memorial. And the thing that I like about some of the new creators is that they are understanding that problem and are getting back to the root of it and showing. Just the Transformers. And this to me was the first mainstream series that I've ever seen that just does that. That's like, okay, we're just doing, we're finally focusing it and we're making the Transformers the main goddamn characters. No humans, nothing. Like it's, we're on Cybertron. It's wartime. Yeah. There's no fun or jokes. It is miserable. It is gory. They are fucking losing. Like they are depressed. I'm like, yes, this is the thing for Transformers that I have been waiting for for years. Like this is the logical next mature step.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah I, I agree. I think that's why I liked Beast Wars so much. Because, right, because Beast Wars is the yeah, only show that I saw
0: that didn't have exactly. humans in it, And it was awesome. Exactly,
1: because I always like when the Transformers are at their most human, which in my opinion, when you're at your most human, you're literally just fighting to survive in these kind of stories, and you're not tiptoeing around certain things. Now, I'm very nervous. I don't want to get into too spoiler territory. I'm very nervous, though, that humans are going to come into the picture. Yeah, and that's the problem. I, I just
0: did some research, and I did find out. But here's oh, the thing is that I found out. For later on hold on, For later on down the line, though, oh. for later on down the line, though, and I don't know if you want to know this yet, they do actually, from what I, from what I just read, I actually found out that there might be some very interesting plot developments that happen in the third chapter of this because this really? was Arc 1 Siege. Yeah, this is Arc 1 Siege which obviously is the beginning of the conflict and Their Escape from Cybertron. Then Arc 2 is going to be called Earthrise which is when they officially leave Cybertron looking for the Allspark and that leads them to landing on Earth. But then in Arc 3 which is going to be called Kingdom there's apparently going to be a freak time travel accident during their voyage home to Cybertron where they join forces with the Maximals, and the Predacons what? at some point in the future, Dinobots. which, bro, bro, <laughs> bro, all I know okay. is that i wanted to see Dinobots and Maximals and Predacons. I'm like, dude, all the nerdgasms is you coming out right now. I'm okay like, with that
1: because I thought it would have been too good to be true if like, they tried right. to make you think, oh, the portal didn't work. They're just back on Cybertron. I was like, that would have been a little too creative yeah. because here's the thing. I don't think that this plot is at all challenging. I think it is no, very, not at all.
0: but cut. But they, but they make it. But they made that clear from the get go, though, which is why you don't get annoyed no, by it. At least I you wasn't. You don't.
1: If anything, I'm like, you know what? This is just. It's refreshing. It's it's, it's sometimes yeah. basic storytelling is okay. If it's and it just made
0: it really refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's really in depth. Like I was honestly like when I, when this started and like, it's funny because the other thing that I like about this show too, so far from what I've seen is that it's still pulling beats from other Transformers properties, but it's playing it out in a new, different way. Like the opening sequence with B and Wheeljack together is like almost beat for beat the opening sequence from the first episode of the original G1 series. Like it's Wheeljack and Bumblebee going out looking for Energon before they rendezvous with the rest of the bots at the, um, at the, at the, at at the arc. Oh, my God, I'm getting my Transformers mythology. There's so much (laughs) different things that are mixed in here. But then Megatron and the other Decepticon show up, and automatically, like, I'm already in. I'm like, wait a minute. This is a totally different form of Megatron than we've gotten before, you know? And then Optimus shows up, and Optimus is kicking ass. But even Optimus, I'm like, Optimus? I'm like, this is not, like, the proud, noble warrior that we've come to know. This is, like, this is a desperate kind of ragged Optimus, you know? And then you go back, and and they all go back to the Ark, and you see the lines of, like, broken down transformers and red alert is working on them and first of all thank god we finally actually start to get into some of the other transformers and start to get to know them. like you see all the g1 bots that you knew and then got completely bastardized in the michael bay movies like to me still the only bots that i actually remembered besides optimus and bumblebee because of those michael bay movies was that was my introduction to transformers were ratchet Ironhide, and jazz but now we're finally getting to know all the other autobots we finally get to know red alert we finally get to know alita one who for the most part was like Never seen in any other things. We get to see Chromia, Mirage, Sideswipe, Prowl, all those so, guys, Shockwave, Jetfire. For the Decepticons, wave, wave, yeah, for the Decepticons um, yeah, for the Decepticon yeah, 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 yeah. side too. Like, like sh- besides Starscream, like Shockwave, Soundwave, Jetfire too, which th- that factors into its whole thing. Thundercracker. And again, the Decepticons have always had like less title characters and more like drone figures because you know they're the bad guys, and that's kind of a thing that Transformers pulled from Star Wars, where it's yeah, like, okay, we yeah. don't want kids to like know as many of the bad guys because we don't want them to care about them when they die. But so let me ask you this real
1: quick: your first, you just said yeah. your first introduction to Transformers was Michael Bay's. The Michael Bay movies, yeah. I never watched any of the cartoons before that. So those VHSs that I just pointed to that was my first introduction so when I saw characters like Shockwave and Red Alert and um, and Jetfire to name a few who I thought had been wiped off the face of the canonical earth I was just like and they kind of look like the old cartoons they do they they
0: totally take they take um? the G1 designs and make it like a new modern day and it's funny because I always thought those G1 designs compared to some of the future designs that they did were so impractical because they were so bulky and it (laughs) didn't look at all like accurate like how they would transform and everything I'm like I'm like like I feel like I'm looking looking at building blocks assembled yeah. together back and forth. But for how they did it here, Dude. like how they animate, how they took that and like kind of gave it like this almost like retro like neon 80s look. Again, like that seems to, that seems to be the vibe <laughs> now. That seems to be Netflix's go-to thing. Yeah, so yeah,
1: I'm I'm a, listen, there we've talked a lot about bad nostalgia on this podcast. Yes. Yes, we have. I think this is a prime example of. Uh, oh of man, we're still going with these puns. Hey, we're still going. We, <laughs> hey, still hey, going we with have them. to, but listen. The one thing I want to say: the impracticality that I've always loved. Even when I was a little kid, I was like, "What? What is this?" And my dad's like, "Oh, that's a cassette. We don't have those anymore." Like, oh that, yeah. that's so funny. What's what's that guy's name right. again? Is that that Shockwave or who is that? Uh, oh, that Soundwave. Sound that Soundwave. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that Soundwave. it.
0: Very confusing because mm-hmm. they they sound very similar. So but. I, I mean,
1: I guess like. Okay, hats off. My nostalgia blinders are on during this podcast, but I will still be objective about it. But I just want everyone to know, and then, Dom, take the the reins after I say this, and and let's really dive in now to the meat and potatoes of this. But I was very much so okay with the simple cut-and-dry storytelling because of how well done all the different aspects of everything filmmaking everything else was no, were far, I agree with you, you know 100%. what I mean yeah so take it 100%. away 100% now. because
0: again like this is everything to me that I have been waiting for for a Transformers property since I started watching them like again the Michael Bay movies say what you will about them like there is something in there I think it's just those movies are vastly held back by the fact that Michael Bay it's a franchise that ultimately Michael Bay just does not give a crap about but it was a giant multi-billion dollar franchise that they just let him do whatever with and people wondered why they got what they got but With this, like, the whole, again, the whole idea to me is that I've always felt like Transformers is such a missed opportunity. And this, to me, was finally getting to something. Because, again, factoring into the Netflix thing and how Netflix specializes in niches. And Netflix allows for a a lot of crazy stuff that would never be accepted and never be given the green light by a majority of the big production studios. And they give this stuff the green light. Again, I hate you, Netflix, for constantly making everything so expendable, for making content like garbage. But at the very least, whenever you get a fucking gold mine... God damn it. Do you hit it? Like you're even making me reconsider. watching the goddamn umbrella Academy. Like that should tell so you something, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah like I, I there's not really much that I can say about this like everything that I was seeing in this I'm like yes 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 and it was so short too like it's not something that you have to like dedicate an entire like eight hours to in order to watch each six episodes each episode is like 20 minutes long I got this over with in a day and I was like and I don't feel overwhelmed I don't feel like I need to take a break this was perfect you know like I felt like I was getting a little mini movie yeah. with each episode and it and I'm like I, for once like that actually seemed to demonstrate and the thing I like too is just taking aside the format taking aside the characterization just taking aside the animation taking aside um, everything else like the the characterization of these guys was awesome like I loved how mature each of these characters felt. I love how three-dimensional each of these characters were. Just You t- just take the characters of Optimus Prime and Megatron, who they've done a lot with in previous years, specifically Transformers Prime, but the relationship between those two and Prime, up until I saw this show, to me, was the best that I'd seen with the relationship between those two, because those two had always had a relationship that went back long before the actual conflict between the, the Autobots and the Decepticons yeah. happened. And this really tackled and got into that, like the way that they talked about them. And really, the thing that I liked about it, too, was that it finally took what, for the most part, was a very black and white conflict you know for the longest part you know because it was a kid's franchise Autobot's good Decepticon's bad you know it's even in their names but fucking now they finally made them like they've made the conflict gray which is awesome like they, they showed that like okay the Autobots aren't necess- the Autobots are kind of fighting a losing battle even when they have the opportunity to maybe not do so and the Decepticons they might not be as evil as everyone said but they're still willing to do some shady shit and it shows kind of like how it's almost like this alternative version of what we've come to know and expect but it's almost like how they're gonna like eventually build up to the Autobots and the Decepticons that we know you know like Megatron starting this show like is not like the bloodthirsty like fucking cold leader that we know But, like, he also will get shit done and he also doesn't fuck around and he shows that he is indeed evil. You know?
1: You you know, know, I agree with all that. And, you know, I want to elaborate on that more. What I I really love is how they, uh, even when it's, it's, a small tiny bit of exposition drop it's just very important for so what I mean yeah. by that is they kind of like and I didn't really get this in past Transformers properties I didn't even really know this uh, and if it was in the comics then that that wasn't a big part of it it didn't stick in my memory I, I love the background story between Prime and Megatron and sort of how like you know they, they get stuff. into especially it, once you get to
0: know like Cybertron's, especially once you get to know Cybertron's social structure, which has yeah. only really been hinted at. But like from the way they make it sound, it's like, yeah, like these two, like they, they were like closer than brothers, and you know, with how they, yeah, with 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 their backgrounds, where they came from, and everything. Exactly,
1: and and just like that whole, they served together. They were they were military, and and that was interesting. And I had never really realized that. And so there was also one scene too later on. I think it was in the fifth episode where one of the characters is like, "Oh, you were uh, you were um." Uh, I think it was like an engineer or a police officer or something and uh, yeah. he's talking about being on another world and they hint at because there are six worlds in the Transformer yeah. mythos. All the, all the Transformers and, like
0: they, they mentioned Contraxio yeah, which was a yeah. thing I hadn't heard since the Transformers uh, what's the one with the combiner bots um, Transformers Cybertron you remember that trilogy Armada, Energon, and Cybertron that was no, when they started to I dip don't. into anime that was the first time they started to dip into anime mm-hmm. in the 90s and it, it, it was three separate series it was Armada and Energon which were very very Anime-esque, and then Cybertron, which is a little bit less. Cybertron was the first time that they were messing around with like CG in animation, and that one they actually went to all the different worlds because they were trying to find this thing called the Power Keys that would light up the world engine and, st- and create giant transformers. It was it was whatever, but they and they went around to like all these different planets and a couple of like Contraxia, Velocitron, which was the thing that I heard in that, and I was like,
1: oh yeah, shit, and- they're they're they really embracing exactly, this. and they even like you know touch base on the guardians and the zombie transformers and they did yeah. such a good job of cool here's the exposition dump but you don't realize it because it's just it's only what you need and yes it's interesting when you get it it, it enhances yes. the scene it enhances the story like this mini series is i think at least the first part right we haven't seen the other two yet yeah i right. think this is a very good example of like time management and animation it's yeah, every agree. single still had a purpose in my opinion yeah. and it was absolutely and the animation, like, just the,
0: t- taking aside the animation the artistry the
1: backdrop is i love it and, dude like oh s- man i love the loved score it. i thought the score was yeah, it worked that perfectly score was, with the animation that was it was that futuristic was it felt like you were on a robot planet it was it was subtle when it needed to be but it took over the moment when you were just like oh shit like he might be dead like you know what i mean like it was yeah. Yeah. and i gotta say man my favorite character, I think, was Jetfire because he kind of really showed... Yeah, me showed, too. For this version, He yeah. showed, like, first off, I think every character did a great job of sort of showing, like, okay, this is war, you know? And you have to pick a side even if you don't want to, a.k.a. Bumblebee. But Jetfire right. sort of showed that, like, hey, man, they, there's a spark in there, you know? and, yeah, and literally. And, I, and th- th- it can change I'm and they not- can grow and they don't have to be committed to one side because war changes... Right. And Anything, living human, whatever. Right. And, and,
0: and I'll tell, and I'll tell you what else that I love too, just about that dynamic in general is that obviously the whole long-running tr- Transformers tradition is that, like, and again, like it's kind of it's been going on so long it's almost become a meme at this point. Is that you know Starscream is Megatron's second in command, but, but you always wonder like, why does Megatron trust this guy? This guy tries to stab him in the back every chance that he literally gets, yeah. you know. But but with this version, I like that they started with Jetfire as the second in command because Jetfire almost acted like Megatron's conscious. Throughout this whole thing, like you can still tell that, like, he was, up until the very end, he was like, Megatron, you don't want to do this, you know, we are, so we're trying to preserve, we're trying to preserve our species, we're not trying to wipe them out, you know, we're trying to beat them, you know, and I loved, like, that little distinction, like, just that little bit right there, like, just showing how bloodthirsty Starscream was in comparison to Jetfire, and, like, what two sides, like, it really didn't show that, like, you know, a leader was only as good as his army, that's following him, you know, yeah, and that was true on both sides, you know, because it was the same thing for the Autobots because every second you saw Alita one was constantly calling out Optimus and questioning him partly because she was really the only one that could do it, but also because of that, like their connection that they had, but also because like she legitimately, they like, thought that he was going to loot lead them towards like extinction. You know, I,
1: I, I agree 100%. I mean, I think. I, I hope that Starscream has this uh, t- change of heart, like he always does, and sort of comes over because I love when that happens. I remember being a little kid and be like, "Oh shit, he's a good guy now. That's so cool." I just love. Uh, it's I loved, like I it's that. like fifty fifty with Starscream. You know, when that happens. we'll see what happens with that i hope he does because i feel like he's just gonna get betrayed by megatron but not to uh fan fiction too much i do want to say though while we're speaking about the character specifically there is one character for me that just didn't work and it was very unfortunate do you want to guess who that is or should i just tell you no i actually don't i just want you to tell optimus me optimus prime man really I thought it was... okay that,
0: that's that's interesting that you say yeah. that because um i th- no, well, I want to hear your thoughts because I don't want to do that thing where I'm like I I, I say I'm like I want to hear your thoughts first. And I want to see if they line up with mine because it, it's very interesting that you bring okay, that up. Yeah,
1: don't spoil. It. I don't know where you stand on this yet. No, I, so no. bro, I won't say but anything. I want to hear I, your thoughts first. I, I just I didn't think it was terrible. I thought the voice acting was good. Like I thought the voice matched the 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 character, so that wasn't my issue. My issue was the the way he was written. I felt he was a little too passive and a little too reliant on everyone else around him. He wasn't the Optimus Prime that was even when he knew that everything was going to go south and that the Guardians weren't going to help them and they were absolutely fucked. He would pretend that he knew what was going on. He wasn't the strong leader that I think the plot deserved, to be honest with you. And I think Alita was very strong, but I mean that...
0: Yeah, Alita to me was almost like a better, more decisive leader than he was at points. It was kind of funny how that worked. That's cool.
1: But the second in command, I think, should never be as strong as uh, strong, stronger, well, rather yeah, stronger, stronger, overpowered, that, but, more overpowering. Because like they're they're making it seem like Optimus is like saying the right things, but the way he's saying it, there's just no heart. Right? In it. Does that make sense? And I'm
0: actually,
1: yeah, it does. I'm actually really glad you brought that up because again,
0: like, I'll get to that to the Man of Steel argument in a little bit. But like the whole thing that I was watching, like when Optimus bursts into the scene, I'm like, yeah, and he starts talking like how he's talking with Megatron. I'm like. Wait, something's not right here. What's going on? And then as we're going on, and like as we're seeing him, I'm like, he almost feels cold. He feels distant. Like it's definitely a little bit of like a readjustment. Seeing that, like, like they make it very clear okay, this is not the Optimus Prime that you know. Like this again, this is a war-torn, this is a mistrustful, this is a tired out Optimus Prime. You know, he's kind of at the end of his rope. He's still he obviously he's the leader, so he has to put on the brave face that they are fighting a noble and just cause. But even he knows that they're starting to get down to the wire, and they're like, they're they're losing people left and right. There's not enough energy on left, they're running on fumes right now. So as far as that sense, that's kind of like how I was able to excuse some of his behavior but at the same time you're right like it definitely there were points where it's like dude you're the leader come on like get your shit together you know but the thing that I'm going to bring it back to is the man of steel argument which again is to me why I keep excusing that movie which is that I'm like okay so this isn't quite the character that we know but this is the origin that will lead to the character that we've come to know you know if anything like because the, the thing that I always loved about Optimus Prime's origin is that Optimus Prime for the most part, it has, like, one of the most humble origins of, of all. Like, before the whole Cybertronian conflict, you know, Transformers' lifespans are much different than human lifespans. They live a lot longer. Like, Optimus Prime and Megatron have both been alive for, like, thousands of years. Yeah. But um, the thing that I enjoy so much about it is that Optimus Prime starts off as, like, a clerk. And the whole thing is that, like, Megatron was started off as a slave and a fighter in the gladiatorial arenas of Kon. And kind of, like, how those two were able to, like, kind of form their relationship as a result of, like, they both wanted better for Cybertron, but because of where they came from, it really, it's, it's literally Professor X and Magneto right there, which is that, like, one only new peace and privilege and one only new misery and fighting to survive, and that, despite the fact that they have common goals, would ultimately lead them to separate, and that's exactly what happened here, you yes. know? And that's kind of what I always liked, and it, it, again, it's, it's why, again, it sucks, but it's why Optimus was always going to be the one that got the Matrix of Leadership and not Megatron, but... The thing that I liked about this and kind of what got me past it is that I'm like, okay, this is still an Optimus Prime who got the Matrix but doesn't still necessarily know how to use it. He's kind of been forced into this position because Megatron killed Alpha Trion and kind of threw their whole rebellion into crux and now he's kind of been like forced to become the leader. It's it's almost like the reluctant leader Optimus Prime which we haven't seen at all, I think. I don't think there's been a single time where we've really seen Optimus Prime as the reluctant leader. They, They tap into that a little bit in Prime but for the most part, he's still like way past and he's still like the Optimus Prime that we know and love, you know? Mm-hmm. Know? And that's the thing that I kind of like about this, you know, even if it's not the story even if it does make for kind of one of the weaker characterizations of that, you know, is that this is still an Optimus Prime who's learning how to be a leader and as a result he's not gonna always make the best decisions and he's not always gonna be the most
1: like kind of heroic and just, but he still does have that moral those those moral codes that we know, you know. Yeah, see I say all this about him, but I don't think it made the series any less awesome. Oh, not at all. I just think it was... Not at all. And I think it's because literally every other character is just so much more in-depth. Optimus Prime almost felt, but he wasn't, a plot device. He almost felt like a bit of a plot device, unfortunately, but he wasn't because he had depth, too. It just, for some reason, it just, you know, maybe it's because I didn't get an Autobots rollout. Maybe it's uh, right, but and, he but just didn't have that, saying, again. You know, different type of show. Although I thought there was one point where he did say
0: it. I may have missed it, but I thought that there was one point where they were driving towards, no. and like the fifth or sixth episode where they were driving towards the space bridge with Hound, and I thought no, he said no, it. No, no, but... no. I was
1: listening to it. Uh, he, he didn't say okay. it. It was very unfortunate. But yeah, so like I guess to further elaborate on that that whole argument, it just. I was just waiting for the one central Autobot to emerge and it never happened. In a sense, it kind of really felt like this show was more about Jetfire or the Decepticons in a weird way.
0: And that's the thing. Which I didn't
1: expect. Exactly. Which is insane
0: because we've never seen that. From a Transformers show before, which again is I do, 100%, I think we spent more time with the Decepticons than we did the Autobots, like the Autobots almost felt like the secondary characters here, which again, is insane to me, and the fact that there's a a production studio that would go there is kind of awesome to me, you know like I said, again, the example that I keep going to is Prime, because Prime to me is the only Prime and Beast Wars, I would say, those are the only times, because I didn't watch the original series, where we actually got to spend as much time with the bad guys as we did with the good guys, we got to know them, and they almost kind of became like, really these interesting characters in and of themselves you know so but but for them to do take that route and really give us this human this very very human side to Megatron and all the Decepticons like it almost made it like it makes it this like a very worthwhile contribution to the show overall and to the overall canon of Transformers yeah
1: no um just so you know, the original show was very much so your typical 90s, late, early, you know, a- late 80s, a- late early, 80s 90s, early 90s. Did yeah. not see the villains too much, except like, that when was they were at the fight. Yeah. So this was very... Yeah, and whenever they were fight, their villains were catchphrases, and that and that's was That's why it. I guess I can't say I didn't like Optimus Prime. That's why I say I was just thrown off by him, which... Right. I don't know. I just, you know, Optimus Prime Because was... it almost felt
0: like they were humanizing Megatron to a... Almost to a fault, and then yeah. when he went full-on evil, it kind of felt weird because they didn't it felt like they didn't weren't giving prime enough of a justification and it felt like also I definitely do think that and this might have been a writing thing but I definitely think that like there were certain points where he was just being silent and I'm like no you should be talking more you know you should be getting you should be given more yes. explanations You know,
1: like I said it's not a perfect characterization but I understand at the very least the choice yeah, that it's definitely made. not a perfect characterization I think that Alita was kind of saying things along the lines of like prime we definitely need to do this because of that yada yeah. yada As in prime, and then he was like get your shit
0: together we are losing, and we are going
1: to but die. But would say the good idea, and he'd be like, yeah, we should do that. It felt more like that. But here's the thing. I right. think that this is going to be and go down as a really, really good little niche series. So I kind of think that like we haven't really gotten the prime that we know and love yet, but I think he's coming, and right. I think when he comes, I agree. he is going to knock it's our sauce awesome. off. It's going to be Don't you fucking think? awesome. I can't I wait. Like, I cannot I wait. I feel like they want us to say this right now anyone who's covering this, they want us to say this about Prime because they yeah. know. They're like, oh, you seriously. just
0: wait. And that's the thing because I have seen barely anybody cover it. Like, seriously, yeah. people, you're on Netflix all the time looking for stuff to watch. Watch this fucking
1: show. It is unbelievable. Just to throw it back to earlier in the uh, the episode, David actually of, of Flix Talk covered it and he asked a really good question in his review that he did not know the answer to and Dom, I don't know okay. the answer to save the life of me. Okay, Did the Transformers okay. always have mouths or was this new? <laughs> they had human mouths. Wait, in this oh, series? Oh, oh no, they, they've, had, they've it had it before. They've had okay, it before. I didn't yeah, know. they've had it before. Yeah.
0: The, the whole thing is that Optimus, for the longest time, always had that gasket yeah. plate over his mouth that acted as his mouth. But you know because they have face masks and a lot of different iterations. But no, there have been okay. other versions where they've had mouths. They all have, for the most part, they all have human mouths in the yeah, in the live yeah. action movies. They have mouths in the Beast Wars show. They have mouths in Prime. They, they do. It's it's different for each Transformer because each Transformer is anatomically mm-hmm. different. Like, they're not all the same. Yeah, I can not remember.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they so do. So You're a big a huge animation guy. I'd rather say. Why don't yes. we sort of talk about the visual aesthetic? Because I also think that this this oh anime inspired. I would not call this an anime. You know, I would say this
0: another anime. Inspired, like it's—it's funny because it's not using direct anime techniques the way that something like. Avatar or Teen Titans did like those two shows. Like it was very, it was very present in that they were using a very anime influenced style. Like to the point where they would like have like the like the tropes and whatnot. I don't even know what the little quirky things that anime does. You know what I'm talking about. But the thing that I liked about this is that you could see the anime influence, but it never became distracting. Like they never did like a totally anime thing, and that was probably because of the CG. So the CG obviously provided a lot of limitations that like you just you couldn't get away with in a CG medium that you could in a hand drawn animation medium. Is that those two mediums like CG is like the bridge between hand drawn and live action, so like it's almost quite to the point of getting to live action, but it's not quite there. Yeah, you know, I agree. so it's like that uncanny valiness of it in our brains. But CG has only gotten better, and the uncanny valiness of it like has slowly gone away. I mean, you're a video game guy; you can tell me. Like, you played countless video games that are like they're almost lifelike at this yeah, point. Yeah, at this point, like, you the know, same like I know the Last of Us. Like, like, I
1: felt the emotion right. as if someone was in an Optimus Prime cosplay suit. It was very real. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. It, w- it was insane like it, it, and that I think really does contribute a lot to this show also because it makes these characters these robot characters feel even more human arguably more human than they've ever felt before and also again it just it adds so much rich, rich texture to the world like I was so fascinated by every single frame of this you know and that's why I always hate why animation gets so heavily discounted because so much of film is a visual medium and animation for the most part is all visuals you know there's no actual in person a- there's no in person performance. There's no flashy set design. There's no fancy camera tricks. None of that. It is all hand-drawn or designed in a computer, and it is entirely visual aesthetic. And it's literally moving art. It is literally the idea of cinema, the moving Image. image. So... And the fact that they're constantly able to up that
1: with like, each new thing, like it will, for, animation will forever keep me fascinated, no matter how old I get. Dom, dude, you are just dropping the hammer tonight, man. I couldn't agree more with any of that. Now, let me... Dude, you're getting animation <laughs> mixed with Transformers, two of my favorite things ever. You knew you were let gonna me, get it. Now, let me elaborate on that, because you kind of just jump-sparked my memory and, and made me realize the way I was feeling while I was watching it. So you brought up the life that the animation brought to the script, to just everything we were watching. And you got to think about right. it. To what you said was, for the most part, a very basic, bare bones, cut and dry story. I, I, I still stand by that, but but yeah, it me just too. was it, it made it seem not the case. And you got to think about this, man. Cybertron is a living thing in this world.
0: Yeah, it's a living, breathing and, being. Like, for, for, like depending on your source for Transformers lore, it is a transformer it is. itself. It
1: is, and 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 so for me, like watching the cityscapes, which I thought were brilliant and awesome, like being all destroyed and burned down, I mean, that was like watching something in pain, something writhing in pain. So I think they did such a good job making every single character feel so alive, have so much emotion, that that's why I think Optimus just like he didn't have to carry the weight on his shoulders this time, like he normally right. does. it
0: finally wasn't the Optimus Prime show yeah, You actually exactly. got to know the rest of the Autobots. Which, again, I feel like that's always been a crush that they leaned on is the fact that, like, okay, there's so many Autobots that for every show we can only do like a certain amount, like a small group. That way, you let like people won't get confused by this. But I liked it for once. This was a show that said, no, we don't have to worry about the fact that. Our audience is going to not know who all these characters are, and not be able to keep track of or follow them. We know that for the mo- we know our niche, and we know that a majority of these people are for the most part familiar with Transformers because there's been enough
1: property and there's been enough time. So yeah, let's just go at it, and they did it, and it was awesome. Yeah, exact exactly, and to that point, I mean, I just think I can't wait to see how these guys animate Earth, and 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 thinking yeah, right? about all of this as a whole, man, I mean, this might. Be the best Transformers I've ever seen since Beast Wars because Beast Wars also had that very CG animation. Granted, it was very early on. Yeah, very but,
0: early, but it's still. But worked. I remember like, being even, even emotionally the, yeah,
1: invested in the characters more than that yeah. classic original cartoon run, which I am not putting down Way by more. any chance. Oh my God. But that original cartoon run that I got the VHSs of right there. I mean, dude, I feel this 10 times more, and I'm older now. I'm not the little yeah. kid being targeted by this anymore. You know? Right. It's,
0: really blowing my mind talking Yeah but about again this. that's what you said about Netflix need Netflix we seem to be the target
1: audience for Netflix and it works And this for might be a know? good example to throw it back to our Netflix talk of like this is a yeah. good example of Netflix just, like, right. finding a niche and, and you yes. know? Yes,
0: I, I was joking before, but yeah, no, this this is the stuff. When I say that Netflix specializes in niche programming, this is the type of niches that I think they do well, you know? I understand fully that, like, not everything they're going to do is going to be for me, but as far as investing in a niche that they know will work and then putting all this crazy effort into it and actually, like, taking a risk and making something that we think we're familiar with really new and interesting, that's the sort of stuff that I wish that they would do. And that's the sort of stuff that I honestly wish every movie studio would do. you know because filmmaking is supposed to be about taking risks and doing more crazy interesting stuff with storytelling and always baffles me why these studios that have all these
1: billions of dollars are not going to invest in something new yeah dude I couldn't agree more I mean I think I'm just glad that we got this because this to me I'm about to go read a Transformers comic like this had the same effect on me as it did when I watched The Boys and I was like I gotta go find this original graphic novel and read this shit right now like this had an impact on me man Netflix did it they did us a solid for all the. Sl- for yeah, all They really did. They really did. The, really the, the did. schlock we get, all the terrible nonsense that they give us. I mean, Space Force. You know what I'm saying? Like. The old the, Guard. I haven't oh seen my that. God. That was terrible. Don't. Don't. Okay. Was I'm not going to watch it. Waste the it goddamn will not time. not be in my top ten movies list, everyone. I'm not going to watch no, it. No. <laughs> not in my... It, it, might, it might make my top ten worse, yeah. let me tell you that much. Okay. Well, I mean, dude, I mean, I, I, I just think I'm looking forward to the future. Do we know when the... uh Do we know when... No. No
0: idea. I have no idea, and honestly, I kind of don't want to know, because I want to kind of forget about it,
1: and then, like, once it comes back, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. Do yes. you have any real negatives for this, or... <sighs> I mean, uh, I feel like I said what um, I had to say about Prime, but... I am un- not really. I guess certain.
0: See, even that's <laughs> not really a criticism because
1: I don't think that
0: it's like. That exposition, like you said, the exposition is handled perfectly. Like, if any, okay, you know what? I do have one little nitpick. If anything, I wished we could have gotten more names of people because, again, I'm not as familiar. I'll admit, I didn't watch the G1 series. So I'm not as familiar with each of the minor characters that didn't pop up in some of the future properties. So I had to really do my homework and remember. I'm like, okay, that's Prowl. Okay, that's Sideswipe. Okay, that's Mirage. You know, all mm-hmm. those guys, you know, because they pop, all, all those characters popped up in different. Transformers properties that I did watch but they looked vastly different so like I had no idea who was who so in that sense I was a little bit curious because the Decepticons I for the most part recognize all of them from their old designs because the Decepticons didn't change too much as time went on but the Autobots they've changed a lot you know because they got to make them look like the flashiest sexiest new looking sports cars and everything you know like Mirage and Transformers Dark of the Moon was they turned him into a freaking Ferrari with an Italian accent because that's how Michael Bay's wow. brain works I, I, I cannot think, wait I don't, to watch
1: these I don't even think they,
0: I don't <laughs> think they called it Mirage in the movie I think they called him Dino but that was supposed to be Mirage and like oh, just I, I, I talk about those movies way too much. I can't wait to watch
1: those <laughs> yeah. now. That's Oh my god. It, it's gonna be a trip, yeah. dude. It's gonna I don't know, be a they, trip. They but yeah. you so to know that, the... that, that's
0: probably it. But even that, that's a nitpick. Yeah. Like, and if anything, like I said, the fact that they were a little bit catch and I wish that like more of them had gotten characterization. Like, I, I like what they did with Ratchet, where they didn't make him the main medic, where they made Red Alert the main medic, and then they made Ratchet kind of like this off-ground scavenger who like was trying to like T- not set out the war and not be a part of it and like what they did yeah, with Bumblebee like was cool that, that, was, that was a awesome different take that I had seen before I yeah. loved
1: that that was dope I loved that, that was dope I'm like yes this shit we need more of more of this yeah, man. please it just showed how this is wartime these are desperate life forces I don't know what you call them robots that are just trying to survive but they don't want to get involved on either side because it's not their war yeah if they had their way Cybertron would be the way it was before all this nonsense started and that couldn't be any truer to any conflict in history they nailed it yeah they really nailed it my only nitpick because I think what I'm getting off of what you just said and and if I'm not speaking for you correctly then just jump in and cut me off but I feel like this show is so good that we both agree that we're just nitpicking because it was that good yeah like
0: yeah, I'll, I'll fully admit to the nitpick. I, you like know? I said, I'm like, okay, sorry, I actually want to know which character's name is which. Sorry that I'm not a diehard Transformers fan, that I don't recognize them immediately from their old G1 design. But again, but like, like, that's if, a nitpick. If that, but like, I'll be the first but person if that's admit.
1: all you have to say for the negatives, then ha- think about how good this really was, right? Because my true. only nitpick is, is we yeah. did not get an Autobots rollout, but honestly, that's not yeah. make or break.
0: Yeah, but I think we're going to get it. I think we're going to get I it. I hope in it comes point,
1: out you know? in the third act. I hope they make me yeah. fucking wait for it.
0: <laughs> Dude, the all I know is, is that I've been waiting for, ever since the ever since that last season of Beast Wars, I've been waiting for uh, a re- OG Transformers meets Beast Wars era Transformers. And if, if we're gonna get that, I say full steam ahead with the show. Now, Chris, before we get into our final thoughts, and wrap it up, I just have to prepare, I just have to allow you to know something because I made a list right here of all the ridiculous shit that you're in for with these Michael Bay Transformers movies. And trust me, a lot of these things are gonna sound fake. But I promise you, they all happen in these movies. So, Jazz's introduction line in the first Transformers movies is What's cracking little bitches? This looks like a cool place to kick it. That's his intro line. In Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen, there are two bots who are introduced named Mudflap and Skids, who are very clearly racial stereotypes, one of whom has a gold tooth and who both can't read. That is a thing that also happened. In. Yes, in Transformers: Age of Extinction, the there was this race called that that created them called the Creators, very original. <laughs> that cre- and that humans have started creating their own Transformers with a substance called Cybertronium. That's in the fourth one. In the fifth one, this is where this is where we get really interesting. In the fifth one, it turns out that the Transformers were there helping King Arthur. That's right, they helped King Arthur, and apparently they interfered in human history so much, even though this was not at all a thing that happened in any other Transformers property that apparently they
1: <laughs> stop you're <laughs> they, just they fucking apparently him. helped
0: <laughs> they helped thomas edison design the light bulb they apparently helped harriet no, no, thumpet no no no. <laughs>
1: no 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 this is so stupid <laughs>
0: they helped they helped kill
1: hitler in world <laughs> no, war ii no, 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 Dude. No, no. No. <laughs> oh and the coup de grace, the crowning grace of the ball Oh <laughs> this is the dumbest shit I've ever You're just fucking with me. There's no way that this is real. I
0: promise you. I <laughs> promise you all of this actually
1: happens. Oh my god. <laughs> dude. The crowding Grace.
0: The crowning Grace is that Oh, I forgot. the same Transformers 2. <laughs> the quality sign <side> of <laughs> I cannot believe it. <laughs> there's they a, killed There's a mini-transformer. Hold on. No, 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 wait. No, 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 wait. There's more. Hold on. There's a mini-transformer that humps Megan Fox's leg uh, for like two minutes straight. God. And they hold it on him. And then, oh, God, this is the best part. This is the best. When they form Devastator, when the Constructicons form Devastator, and he's climbing up the pyramids, you get an undershot of John Turturro. Tur- Tur- Staring up directly at clanging brass balls.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> they gave a god, Transformer dude. actual
0: balls, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who let Michael? All of this shit happens in these movies. I promise you, I I did not make a single thing up. All of those things happen in these movies. It's ridiculous, and I already told you about the Italian stereotype with the Ferrari that they turned Mirage into in Dark of the Moon.
1: Have fun when you rewatch these movies, buddy. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a ride. Wow. So they, Michael Bay, just told us how he really feels about everything. That is like the. I, how is he still? I I don't know. I can't. And people wonder why I love him as a director. Because nobody makes stuff
0: stuff the way he does. And nobody just blatantly does not give a fuck the way he does. Once you said that the
1: Transformers (laughs) helped him kill Hitler. That is the... Bro, I can't. That is so stupid. And that was the most recent
0: one. That That is so
1: stupid. And these continue to make money? They made. They only made more money no, no, as time no, went no, on. No, 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 no. Oh my Stop. God, dude! The Stop. fourth
0: one was the highest grossing movie uh, with, with the Dinobots. That was the highest grossing movie
1: of oh 2014.
0: My... It made over God, a billion dude. dollars, dude. And you want to know how else Michael Bay doesn't give a shit? There are spots. There's a scene in the fourth one where. <laughs> Where fucking a guy is looking at a bunch of TV screens and they're so lazy they couldn't even go in and key out some of the green from the green screens. There's spots of green in a video they monitor.
1: Invented the light bulb. Yeah, this is so- Dude, usually I get upset I about w- spoilers, but this just sounds like wish the I was this shit, up. shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I wish I was making
0: this shit up. I really do. But it's oh man. Oh boy. Oh well, god. I- you just set me
1: out of memory. Like I said, you're in for a ride, um, buddy. You're in I'm for a ride. I'm hoping to have them done by the end of the year. So uh, it sounds like we'll we're going to have some we'll oh, and they're conversations. long conversations.
0: They only get
1: longer. The first
0: one is two and a half hours long. By the time they get to the fourth, the fourth one is almost three hours long. So oh, well, be ready. All- be ready. I don't know what you have to do in order to sit through long movies, but be ready. all
1: of that in there. They got to
0: be long, right? Yeah. Dude, oh fucking! All I know is that Red Letter Media once did a watch along where they watch all three of the first three Transformers movies back to back, and it's one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. So if you get a chance, I would highly recommend going watch that. There's like a Red Letter Media watch the Transformers. I Actually,
1: movies. haven't watched them in a minute. I've been meaning to get back into them, so I will. But yeah, it's oh, it's with so that funny. Being but said back to that are, wanna, yes, the actual good Transformers
0: show. Before I actually now that highlight that, just what
1: us Transformers fans have had
0: to sit through as far as no, live action goes, no, listen, and now people understand why I both hate
1: and love now those that movies. I've heard that this show is it's instantly, the stock has gone up. It it's yeah. stock is even higher yeah. than it already was. Yeah. Like this higher is than just, it already was. But yeah. I mean, Dom, that sounds bonkers. <laughs> I cannot wait for that conversation, yeah. but bro, it's going to um, be nuts.
0: It's going to be nuts. Like, I don't, I don't know. You, you might, you might need like some help. Yeah. Like you might need some help. I've like these movies, they're, they're, they're shutting uh, to quote, to, to quote co-host. From double toasted after he reviewed *Dark of the Moon*, the people who say check your brains at the at the door. No, those
1: assholes check their brains at the minute they were given birth to. Jeez, man, that is just, I, bro. I don't, I don't know if you're messing with me. I know you're not, but I want to believe you are. Dude, again, like, oh boy, oh man, <laughs> oh well, man. We, you gotta,
0: you gotta talk to me after each one. But so wrapping yeah, up our yeah. thoughts on this show, *Transformers: Sie- War for Cybertron* Chapter One: Siege. Great debut outing. Absolutely impeccable animation, great voiceover talent from again a bunch of like relatively like voice voiceover actors that I've never heard of. Like they're all new to the scene. Great introduction, great like kind of reaffirmation that the Transformers lore is still alive and well. And yeah, I loved it. I give it four and a half out of five stars.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, my only negatives were when I really put it under a fine microscope and combed through it, and all I could really find was that they didn't say Autobots roll out. And that's not really that negative. It was still incredible without it. In fact, this was so good that I'm going to go and I'm going to read some comics probably tonight. I'm going to okay. rewatch, watch um, will watch those terrible films. I'm going to be back on my Transformers binge-type stuff for the first time since I was in my 20s. I mean, I don't know the last time I had a Transformers binge. It's been a long time, but this has gotten me excited about Transformers again in a whole new light. It's a 4 out of 5 stars. And I cannot wait for the second and third part. It's going to be a good
0: ride, man. So with all that being said, thank you people for once again, tuning into another great episode of talking TV. We put out episodes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We took a little bit of a break this past week, because again, I was on a much needed vacation, but, if you guys get a chance, go check out my Talking TV awards that I put up on Face that I put up on YouTube this past Friday. I had a lot of fun making that. Again, if anybody can actually deal with my silliness and giving out my awards that comprise of the set that I use for my background in my solo YouTube videos, then hopefully you guys will enjoy it and cover one the- of my
1: favorite yeah. videos of yours because I,
0: oh, come I, on. Stop. I love no, I not. love the
1: comedy in it, man. Hearing you. With those prizes. I'm literally pulling shit off yeah, my shelf and
0: being like, yeah, I-, I will give them this empty headphone box. Unfortunately,
1: they, they don't have the headphones in them because, you know, I- I'm still using them. It was really but- funny. I thought it was really funny. I- I- it has a good charm awesome. to it. I want to be too. a part I of it next year. It. I want to make that like a big thing we do, the talking TVs. I All think right. that'd be awesome. Hopefully, we have enough t- Hopefully, we have enough TV shows to do hopefully, awards for. Yeah. I hope we have Barry season two. I, I mean, season th- five, whatever. It's three, right? Barry, Barry yeah, season what whatever. Barry season but, um, three.
0: Succession season three. Yeah. Glow, the final but, season, like all those shows, they so need to come back. So we're talking about a lot of things
1: back. that we have on the horizon in the distant future. Yes. But we also have a lot of stuff in the yes, near indeed. future, Dom. Why don't you uh, let people know what yes, they can indeed. expect?
0: we have. Well, you have a certain video game show with a certain someone that shall not be mentioned coming up. I've got a couple of reviews coming up this coming Friday. The same day that we're doing our Watchmen Watch Along will be when David Ayers, the tax collector, will be coming out. I'll be doing a review for that for Monday. And all I'm going to say is that I don't want to spoil any top tens that I have coming up. That's but fine. Uh, we have some tuned. appearances know this week,
1: though, too, don't we?
0: Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We are appearing this coming Thursday on a friend of ours, uh, Joe, a.k.a. Guy at the Movies, my friendly neighborhood friend slash nemesis uh, slash community nemesis, <laughs> uh, will be appearing on his channel for a fantastic four. Oh, sorry. fan for yeah, Watch fan-forsted. along. Oh, God. I can't believe that. movie. can't believe that th- there's actually a movie that exists that makes me look back at the Tim Story movies with That's reference. That's uh,
1: Thursday, August 6th. That's a whole different story. At 8.30 p.m. Thursday, August 6th. And re- we're also... Yep. Proud partners of the first ever guy at the film festival. We're a, we're a part of yeah, a film festival. You, you, I
0: was about to say, you talk about uh, yeah, that. Yeah,
1: so we're a part of a film festival and it's going to be awesome. The director of Night Hunter is on it, which that's crazy. We're actually a part of something that the people who we critique are going to be there for, Dom. Not, not necessarily yeah, that movie, it's but that nuts. is pretty nuts. Pretty and, pretty and so nuts. many of our, our peers in this YouTube community that we've become. Good friends with, and also some people like Sean Chandler, who I'm sure you and I would both love to be in that position. I mean, yeah, right. I'm just honored to be there. I'm sure you are too, right? Like we're a small fish in a very big pond. How did we? How did we pull
0: this off? (laughs) only like how many months have we been doing YouTube now? Like what? Like three, four four months? Something like that. Like since this quarantine started. I was gonna say, um,
1: I mean, I'm just very thankful that Joe thought of us because obviously we are the smallest show on that. But I'm excited to uh, be hosting a very big event, which we can't name yet. But not yet. But it's. People, all yeah. I know is that if you are a fan of
0: video game movies, cult classics, and a certain 25th anniversary that's coming up soon, oh, yeah. oh man, you guys are in I'm for a treat. I'm not saying
1: we're going to steal the show, but we just might. But we're going
0: <laughs> to do it. Come on. Let's be honest. When do that we not true. steal the show? And what what thing are we on where we don't automatically steal the show just based on personal alone?
1: And then lastly, this Saturday night at 9 p.m., I'll be over on Elliot. Of movie files channel. See, I did it right that time, dom And uh getting, and we're gonna be watching it. one of my favorite superhero films. I cannot wait oh, to defend God. it tooth and nail. We are just we are just like on a train for crappy we are, superhero we movies are. this month. We're watching Why? Um, Why what
0: what is it that August has against me personally as far as superhero movies go? Like both these movies should have been
1: great and they both Yeah, suck. I think it's just I think it's just it's been a weird year. So we got to rewatch the yeah. bad stuff to to realize yeah. how how it's okay like it was worse back then too. It's not all bad right now. I think yeah. that's why Elliot's putting yeah. me through a suicide squad watch along. But all I'm right. happy to be there. I actually asked him to be on it so pull the curtain back. It's going to be a good time. I can't wait. A couple cool people are on that <laughs> panel as well and uh dude, we have so many guest appearances in August. We'll keep letting yeah. you know. We got a lot and of guest appearances to look forward to. And of course, uh, you
0: know, my birthday. Month, is. Do you want so. to tell them
1: about the birthday episode? Or are we saving that yet?
0: Oh, uh, no, nah, we'll okay. save that one. But yeah, all I know is I'm going to be 23 this year, and hopefully, this podcast will actually show that I've done something meaningful with my life. That's Dude, all I'm going to say. We're there. part
1: of a film festival with someone who's directed a yeah. legitimate film and people who make money yeah. off YouTube. I think we're doing okay. We just got to keep working yeah. hard, and that all comes from you guys being here and oh, giving yeah. us a reason to Absolutely. work hard. So. Yes, I know we absolutely. say it a lot. Thanks for but being Exactly, here. Dom. But you can never say it enough. So, Dom, you take this one. I always it's say It's true. It.
0: Thanks for being here, people. You guys are the best, seriously. Thanks for constantly coming back and watching our stuff over and over and over again. It really does mean the world for us. So, if you get a chance, please leave a comment in this video. Let us know how we can constantly improve. Let us know. Give us a countdown on this. I want to hear from you guys a countdown clock for when we should. Get in the, back in the studio because that'll put a that that will put a trigger that'll light a fire under this guy's ass as far as getting the studio ready as fast as possible so that we can actually get back to it. because I want to get back to in-person recording I miss yeah. that shit um, yeah click the subscribe button click the little bell next to it that way you get notified and follow us on our socials too Facebook and Instagram at Talking TV or at Talking TV podcast no G and uh, Chris with that being said can I do my thing Tom take it away watch more fucking movies people we out.